Blog Talk Radio. about life's problems to make break or tear her support. Or reconnect my heart will discuss God's answers to life's problems to reconnect our hearts back to the way he originally made us. I'm your host, Brother Prater. I'm so glad you're able to join us. If you have any questions, comments, you just want to listen to the show, feel free to call me at 516-453-9118. That's 516-453-9118. 9118 or you can listen online at www.blogtalkradio.com forward slash reconnect my heart or you can go to our chat room which is available right now on our website you can send your questions prayer requests also for those who want to see the video version the live version of this podcast feel free to come on to brotherprater.com forward slash reconnect my heart you see the reconnect my heart page and you can go on there and see the video version of this show also for those who are on a uh, different platforms as social media facebook live on my page brother prater 
B-R-O-T-H-E-R, Prater, Pierce, and Paul, R-A, Tienz, and Tom, E-R. Also, I found out a couple of days ago, I am on iHeartRadio, Our Our Heart the podcast. Reconnect My Heart is also on iHeartRadio, iTunes, and Pandora. I believe it's on excuse me, Spotify. One, I'm on the other one. Uh, I'm on Spotify or uh, Pandora. One of them, I am on there. The other, I think, uh, um, Pandora. I am on Pandora, but Spotify, I have to wait another two or three weeks. So I'm learning technology. So either way, I'm thank God for the opportunity to be on there. And uh, without without God, none of this was possible. So I thank God for God really just um, proving himself. And also thank God for you all, not just supporting for supporting me, but also praying for me. You know, this is something, um, matter of fact, what I'm going to do, I'm kind of, um, I'm going to go ahead and talk about the episode that I'm speaking about, then I'm going to have to share some things with you that I was about to say. But um, tonight's episode, we're going to deal with life issues and much more in the episode called Picked Out to be Picked On. You know, when you are chosen for life's difficult. One of the things I was about to say, I'm very honored to be here. And the way I see it, I did not choose any of this. I never thought in my wildest dreams that I would be in front of people speaking. Those that know me when I was a kid, sure, I was able to entertain or whatever um, in my private time or with my family. But when it comes down to being out in public, hey, I was a character or a mask. But if you want to know the real me, hey, you're going to have to follow me in a private room and you're going to have to hear me whisper it because I was not that kind of person to be able to really just feel comfortable to speak in front of people. I knew how to be hospitable, but it's speaking about talking about myself or speaking about what was on my heart. Oh no, that was not me. (laughs) That was not I. So, you know, just to let you all know that sometimes God used those who were least likely to succeed in some people's eyes, you know, and like I said, it was only through a grace of God that God has allowed us to be here. You know, many people thought that, let's be honest, many people thought that I wasn't going to be anything. Many people may have thought that you weren't going to be anything, but we're here in spite of the naysayers, in spite of those who abandoned us, in spite of those who was not there to have our best interests at heart throughout the disappointments and heartbreak and heartaches, you know. And so with that leading up to today's message, picked out to be picked on. And it seems like it's so unfair. You know, if you really look at it, a lot of things that we may have dealt with, we didn't choose it. Now, I'm not talking about those people who may have done a lot of devilment and they're reaping the consequences of their actions or of their choice. I'm not talking about that. I'm not talking about the people who raise hell and then when hell come back to them, oh, they want to talk about, 
you know, well, well, I, 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 I'm a changed person, but no, you got to deal with the consequences. And also, you only changed or you only said you're sorry because you don't want to deal with what you gave people or you don't want to deal with what you dealt with people. You don't want to deal with what you gave people. So how they say when the rooster come back to the house, oh, you think there's too much. I'm not talking about them. I'm talking about the people who always was there to help people. I'm talking about the people who celebrated people, who threw parties for people, who gave they all to people, who were there for people in their need. But then when you were in need, hey, there was nobody around to want to help you out. You know, when you were there to support people when they were at their lowest, but then when you need a word of encouragement, the same people that you were there to encourage are the main ones that's talking about you, not just behind your back, but sometimes to your face. Those are the people I'm talking to. And sometimes it seems so unfair. Sometimes it's like, man, you know, it makes you question your worth. It makes you question your value. It makes you question Sometimes it makes you question your life existence. You know, is this all that life has to offer you being somebody's punching bag, you being somebody's assistant, but nobody there to assist you? It makes you question a lot of things. But in the midst of all of that, we still go on and persevere. Sometimes we don't know why. Sometimes we don't have the answers today. But God give us the strength to live for tomorrow. And get this, even though you might have been morally good, uh, ethnically good, but God was still good, gracious to us, even when we were not obedient to him, even before we yield ourselves completely over to him, God still had us in his care. It's, it's, it's so remarkable. And that's something that I want to really just bring up because, you know, thank God for those who I'm, I'm, I'm seeing right now, Mr. Well, excuse me, Mr. Miss Floyd, Miss Crystal Floyd, how you doing? And also good friend of mine, a young man I thought about the other day, Mr. Dwayne Rose, Dwayne Philip Rose. I, I love y'all dearly. Mr. Rose, I'm definitely going to have to talk to you. You know, um, matter of fact, uh, Mr. Rose was also a PK kid, a preacher's son. And we spent many time in the jail uh, talking, not just working. We worked, yes, we had each other back. But I got a chance to know him in an intimate way, being able to share some of his journeys with him. For me to be able to see even his struggles, but thank God, look at where he's at right now. So, you know, one day soon, I'm praying that we get a chance to not just talk, but really just a chance to just enjoy where God has placed us to be at right now. But going into a lot of things that we deal with, you know, like I said, it, it makes us feel like, man, you know, why me? You know, uh, for those that don't know, I'm the third of five kids. My mom had five kids, and I'm the middle one. And they say sometimes the middle one of the ones that, you know, uh, stuff just happens. 
you know. And so out of all the kids that were in the family, I was the one that was always sick. I was the one that was always something going on with me. You know, um, I remember, I believe in the first grade, I ended up falling, had an accident. Second grade, fell, hit the back of my head. Um, third grade, I had a needle stuck in my foot and the eye of the needle went in first and I was on crutch. It was just all these things. It was like I was the accidental prone kid in the family. And it was so much that was going on. I'm like, man, but like my older brothers, my two older brothers at the time, they were athletes. And then my baby brother, you know, he ended up shooting up to be uh, <laughs> taller than me. And he ended up being the athletic type. And I was wondering, me, you know, even when I tried those that know me, I wanted to wrestle. And God told me, hey, I don't want you to wrestle. I don't want you to wrestle. And I'm like, well, I, I like music. I love wrestling, but he don't want me to do that. He don't want me to do that. What am I going to do? He ain't said nothing. <laughs> and so it's like, man, okay, so what I want to do, God don't want me to do it. He ain't telling me what he want me to do. So I'm like, what is it? You know, so all these things that are going on, and I'm just talking about myself. And those that know me, I don't, I don't mind throwing myself under the bus because I want – some people are afraid to speak about their journey, but I want you to know, hey, look here, if it can happen to me, it can happen to you. So don't just look at the man or the preacher behind the pulpit. He's still a man that may have gone through struggle, a situation, a man or woman who may have gone through a struggle, a situation, and we just like you. Just because we preach God's word, some of us minister or have different positions, that does not exempt us from the problems that we deal with in life. Sometimes we deal with more problems than other people deal with. I was speaking to my Sunday school teacher today, and I told him, when we get news of a tragedy, especially within our family or someone that's close to us, you know, we get word, we, it, it hurt us. But then as soon as we hear the ner- the news, we end up being dispatched to go to minister to somebody else, even some bit, some people within the family. So sometimes us as ministers, we don't have anybody to lean on. People can lean on us, but when we're grieving, we have to still be there to help people lean on us. And we're like, man, you know, who do we have? And it's like I said, it seems like God saying, I chose you. I know God told me many times when I was going through some situations. I'm like, look here, God, this person, I, I'm I'm about to I'm about to knock this person out. Yes, I said that. God, look here, I'm mad. This person dogged me. This person lied on me. This person used me. God, I'm I'm about to. He said, wait a minute, wait a minute, just give it to me. And I was, I'm being honest with you. I said, yeah, I want to give it to you, but I want to give it to you after I dealt with them. They said, no, that's not your character. That's not you. Let me handle it. And I'm like, man, like I said, it's so much that sometimes we deal with, and sometimes we don't know how to deal with it. Sometimes we don't know what to do, especially 
when you've done all that you could, when you have given your all, when you have given your heart, when you have given everything in you in an assignment or in a person, and when you have given your all, you get nothing in return? Has anybody ever felt that way? And I know some people, well, you know, uh, you, you ask God, you know, what's going on? And some people, well, no, don't you question God. No, it's okay to talk to God. And that's something that we have to do. We have to talk to God and let God know, hey, look here, I'm hurt. <laughs> you know, and that's what God, God wants, transparency. God wants us to be real. God wants us to talk to him. First of all, we reference him. We love him. He's a holy God, a righteous God. He wants us to talk to him. God is approachable. That's one of the main things that was on my spirit. I kept hearing at the time that I was going through my situation, God is approachable. God wants you to talk to him. And so with the things that we deal with in life, sometimes you don't have to do anything to have people that don't like you. You don't have to have you don't have to have anything for people to be jealous of you. And the funny thing about it, sometimes these are people that you look up to, that you respect. There are people who maybe within your family, maybe within your church, you like, why are you tripping? And people just have an attitude with you, and you don't have a clue why. But yet still, if they need something, chances are we'll be the first one to jump and help them. And so one of the things I found out with it made me look at sometimes we have to look beyond what people's opinions are. Because if you think about it, people people got their own ideology, people have their own belief, or people have their own um uh idea of who they think you should be. But yet still you didn't call for all this like drama or mess or foolishness to be following you. You know, when you're doing all you can to help while other people are doing all they can to hurt you, you didn't ask for any of that. You know, I remember years ago I heard a story of a young lady that gave birth to twin girls. And one of the one of the babies, one of the uh, babies was kind of sick. So what she would do, she got one of the children, um, one of the twins, and was taking, I don't know if it was the cells or it was other things, from the baby and giving it to the other child. It was one child that she looked at was better looking than the other, and the one that she felt like that was not as good looking, she was taking blood or taking parts from her and investing in the other child. You know, and I think about that. That child did not ask to, first of all, the child didn't even ask to be here. The child did not ask to be dealing with that kind of mess. But that's just one of the examples of, hey, look here, you don't have to do anything for problems to follow your life. Sometimes it can be because of the family that you grew up in. You know, let's be honest. There are people that are holding on to secrets, family secrets, and they don't know how to deal with it. 
there are problems, there are incest within the family. And you didn't choose you didn't choose to be in that family. But yet still, what about the other family secrets? Hey, all this time you've been thinking that y'all been having the same mom and dad and come to find out. That's not your sister's daddy. That's not your brother's daddy. Your your brother's daddy is actually your daddy's brother. <laughs> Stuff like that. Drama problems and think about that child that child did not choose that life did not choose to be born in that problem in that drama but what does that child do you know when you, you, you think about it you know one of the things I always say God always have us a remedy of choosing the person that we need to date or marry. God give us a choice on different eating regimens to help us to be healthy. He even give us a choice on how to invest our finances. He give us options and choices and help us to choose how to do that. But nowhere in the Bible do we read that God help us to choose our family. We don't have a choice in the family that we choose. So if we don't have a choice in a matter, then that means that there's a purpose behind it. And that's one of the things we have to think about in the midst of whatever we deal with in our life. God chose us for it. And sometimes, let's be honest, sometimes it doesn't make sense. Sometimes the assignment that God has chosen us for, it doesn't make sense. One of the individuals I always think about, even though it's a fictional uh, character. But when I think about the life of a believer, especially a believer who has an assignment or calling on their life and they're yielding themselves to that calling, one of the characters I always think about is a young man by the name of David Bruce, excuse me, Dr. David Bruce Banner. And many of us know him as David Banner from The Incredible Hulk, played originally by a young man by the name of Bill Bixby. That was one of my favorite TV shows, Dr. David Banner. David Banner, hey, doctor, mild-mannered young man. And I remember one of the phrases he always say, if you look at the introduction of the TV show, he say, Miss McGee, don't make me angry. You wouldn't like me when I'm angry. And it seemed like no matter where he went, there were people that were always picking on him. There were people that were really just nagging him. There were people that were trying to bully him. There were people that were picking on him. And you know what happened? Eventually, all of a sudden, he ended up getting mad. He got mad, and Dr. David Banner, that mild-mannered young man, now he turns into a monster by the name of the Incredible Hulk, the Hulk. But when I really examined that whole TV show, as a kid, I watched it. I'm like, man, it is that's deep, but I didn't understand why until 
I got older and until I started seeking God for my purpose. And he started showing me that illustration. See, through the Incredible Hulk, I began to start seeing things. And one of the things I saw as the character of Bill Bixby, excuse me, as the character of David Banner, Dr. David Banner, one of the things I saw, he always traveled alone. And so with that, it showed me as a believer who's seeking their purpose, we have to be okay with being by ourselves. What do I mean? That doesn't mean that, hey, God is going to abandon us from or isolate us from people. No. What I mean is being okay even if people leave you. Understanding that not they're not attached to your identity or your purpose or identity or your character or your worth, your value. They're not attached to that. Just because people are not supporting you, just because people don't like you, just because people don't love you, just because people are not there for you, that doesn't make you less in the individual that God made you to be. Hmm. So he was okay with being alone. But also what happened, standing by him being by himself, he always went on an assignment. Sometimes he traveled at a place that he'd never been. And us as believers, we have to be okay with going somewhere that's led by God, even if we don't know where we're going. How to say, God told us that the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. And that doesn't mean always we're going somewhere that we're familiar with. But the steps of a good man are ordered by the Lord. Hmm. So with the character of Dr. David Banner, in parallel with us as believers, being okay with being by ourselves, being okay when people leave, I didn't say if people leave, but when you start doing the purpose of plan God called for you, I promise you, people are going to leave you alone. Your phone not going to ring as much. And you know how some people, well, you know, I'm going to have to cut some people off. You ain't got to cut no people off. You know what you need to do? When you grow, people just going to fall off because some people can't handle where God is taking you. And we have to be okay with that. Sometimes, unfortunately, we try to hold on to people that God is elevating us from. That doesn't mean that we're any better. No, 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 no. What happened is a lot of people, they don't want to be completely submissive to God, point blank. See, the things that God has put together, and we hear it a lot of time in marriages, what God put together, let no man put us under. Okay, we hear that within marriages. But also, when you look at covenant relationships, that means friendships, and the friendship is not that pertaining to family, but it also means within the family. So there are some people that you can trust. They got your back. You know without a shadow of a doubt. But then there are other people you just got to watch. There are people you can't trust them as far as you can throw them. You love them, and they, you think that they love you, but come to find out, you love them, and sometimes it says a lot about us. Sometimes we love people not for who they are, but for what we can do for them 
to help them. Sometimes all we love to do is try to help people, and sometimes we try to help people to grow up to help them to be the friend that we need or be that companion that we need and kind of find out they don't want to change. And it's not our responsibility to make people change. It's God. All we need to do is lay the loaf of bread to the person's table. But unfortunately, we try to make people eat, and they're not spiritually hungry. So what we have to do, we have to be okay with, oh, wow, well, you know what? I came in this world by myself, and I may live on this journey by myself. But God always provides a way for us to get the necessities of life. And the necessities of life is not just physical food or water, but sometimes even an encouraging word. Not just from him, you know, spiritually, but he would dispatch people along our way. Like I said, Dr. David Banner, Dr. David Banner, great example. Because like I said, he traveled along the road by himself. But in the midst of him being on his journey, God supplied his needs. And even though, like I say, it's a TV show, but you think about the narrative of when God sent the raven to feed the prophet of God on the tree. Understand, God, man, understand this. If God can use a raven or even a crow And understand, that animal, why did God specifically say that particular animal, a raven? A raven's character is selfish. A raven's character is a meat eater, a selfish meat eater. So God changed the nature of an animal to feed the prophet because of his obedience, and he was right where he needed to be at. He was right where God sent him or told him to be at. But when his assignment was up, when the brook dried up, God told him to go yonder. So God supplied his needs because he was in rhythm and in the purpose that God ordained for him to be at. So like I said, that pertained to the raven, that pertained to Dr. David Banner from the Incredible Hulk. So if I spoke about a, a bird, if I spoke about a raven, if I spoke about a character, what about you? What we have to do, we just have to trust God, even if it does not make sense. We have to trust that God is going to help us, even if we don't know all the answers right now. Sometimes we have to just go and do what God told us to do, even if we don't understand the, even if we don't understand the answer. We got, we got to just trust Him. We have to understand He loves us more than we love ourselves. He knew us before we knew ourselves. But we have to trust him. And like I said, it's, it's, sometimes it can be so crazy. It can be so sometimes confusing. You don't understand. And it seemed like, oh, wow, I'm going to be real with you. It seemed like even those who ain't even obeying God, even those who ain't even saved, it seemed like they get blessed. But then over here, you loving the Lord, you obedient, you trying to help everybody else, and your blessing still hadn't came. Matter of fact, in the book of David, it said, and David wrote, my foot almost slipped when I saw the wicked prosper. Let's be honest. Have you ever seen somebody and you know they ain't living right? 
Now, I'm not talking about, well, you know, you don't know. They might be saved. They may not be saved. You don't never know. No, no, I'm talking about people that you know. Look, they they doing everything under the sun, ain't even acknowledging Christ. But yet and still, what you're looking for and what you need, they got it. You know, and you're like, man, ain't there something? You loving the Lord. First of all, they ain't even saved. And they got enough money to go ahead and pay their debt and uh, uh, all that stuff. They got nice savings. But you love the Lord, go to church Monday, Tuesday, Wednesday, Thursday, Friday, and twice on Sundays. And you live from paycheck to paycheck. (laughs) You know, that person, happy marriage, all that stuff. And you, you saved, love the Lord, filled with the Holy Ghost, and your husband cheating on you. (laughs) Hey. Let's talk about it. And it seemed like it doesn't make sense. It seemed like it's, what's going on? You know, it's unfair. But in the midst of that, in the midst of all that we go through, like I said, even the stuff that we did not choose. Like I said, this is not the conversation pertaining to somebody who's dealing with, uh, who always caused problems to other people's life, and then all of a sudden when they're about to you know, get a taste of their own medicine, then they want to cry wolf. No, 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 no. I'm not talking about that. I'm talking about, I'm talking about the people who really have been doing everything that they know to do, to do good, to help others. And they still got to deal with drama and mess. Sometimes other people problems, other people mess. You know, you go in to help somebody in their problem, and then they abandon, and you stuck with their problem. And now their problem become your problem. So what do you do? What do you do when people pick on you and God just say, don't do nothing? Now, you know, before you got saved, oh, look here. You wish, you wish that they act a fool. You know the right words, and people know before you got saved or before you got delivered, because you can be saved and not be delivered. But we talking about before you got saved or delivered, and you know the key words to say to put them in their place. But then now you're doing the right thing. You're trying to live right. And that's when they want to act a fool. You're like, ooh, you should have gotten before I got saved. Hmm. <laughs> Let's talk about it. One thing I always talk about, I always tell people, hey, look here. Peter. Peter was with God. Excuse me. Peter was walking with Jesus. But also Peter carried a knife. <laughs> Peter was armed. You know, in today's time, we can look at it as the concealed handgun. You know, how open carry. I'm sorry, open carry. Peter had an open carry, that knife. And you know what? He knew how to use it. We would look at Peter right now. Peter would be considered the Tupac, the 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 Tupac of the gospel. But you know what? Right now, you can look at it. You might be dealing with a situation right now. You feel like the spirit of Peter about to pick you up and want you to go on over there and turn that place upside down. You know, you know what? That person keep messing with me. You know what? There's gonna be some furniture moving. I see, I see a spirit of furniture moving in their place, and it won't be pretty. But God said, "Don't do nothing." <laughs> and guess what? Sometimes God will send people your way to act a fool. Mm. And, you know, if you think about it, they know 
if they had a mess with that person, oh, that person would have looked her lights out. But they knew who to mess with. And they got you when you said you changed. You said that, ooh, you know, God, um, I'm saved and, you know, I'm going to give my life to God. I'm going to give my life to you. I surrender everything to you. And then that's when all hell break loose. Why is that? <laughs> you, let's be honest. Have you ever asked God, God, why? God, why me? And then God responds back, because I chose you. I assigned that to you. I assigned that person to you for a reason. And that's why I want to bring this up. Because the Incredible Hulk, he didn't have to look for the problem. The problem looked for him. Why did uh, Dr. David Banner deal with some of those problems? Why it seemed like he walked into the problem? Because he was designed to have the problem come to him. In other words, it was him that was the magnet to the problem for a reason, for a purpose. See, what I found out, the problem came to Dr. David Banner for a reason. I'm going to have to bring this up real quick. David Banner. His name was David Bruce Banner. But David Banner, what does the word or the name David means? David means beloved. Beloved. And then Banner, Banner is actually a noun. It's a strip of metal that is used uh, as the standard of a sovereign knight or lord. So how come a person who is beloved and also meant a strip of metal that was a standard of a sovereign knight or lord, why in the world would a problem be a magnet to them? Because there was a reason. When you look at it, even though the problem came to David Banner, that problem was not meant to stay with David Banner. What do I mean? See, David Banner had something in him that was supposed to be his defense mechanism. And his defense mechanism was not a thing, but it was a person. Inside him lived the Incredible Hulk. So in other words, the Incredible Hulk was only going to come when David Banner yield himself over to what was really within him. See, as long as David Banner or Dr. David Banner was being punched on and hit on, he felt the blows. But those problems had to get hard or get him mad enough for him to yield or give up his rights as David Banner 
and allow the greater one within him, the incredible hope, to come out and fight problems that was assigned to David Banner. So in looking at yourself, you may be that quote-unquote David Banner or Dr. David Banner. That David Banner is you. But David Banner has something or someone in him that fought his problem. My question is, what do you have within you to help you fight your problem? See, David Banner had the Incredible Hulk, but we as believers have the Holy Ghost living in us. But what we have to do, we have to yield ourselves over and get mad enough to ask the Holy Spirit to come and fight for us. But as long as David Banner was fighting a problem that Incredible Hulk supposed to be fighting, David Banner was feeling the blows, the effects. But what happened, David Banner could have got killed. So we have to understand David Banner had to yield himself over to what was in him. So just like the scripture where we hear, a greatest he that's in us, that he is in the world. So understand what we're dealing with is not something that's physical. We're dealing with a spiritual thing. Look, in a spiritual realm. One of the things we always have to think about, us as believers, we are human beings, yes. We are human beings, but also in a, a physical world. We are human beings in a physical world, but we're also in a spiritual world, too. So understand the problem that we deal with, when we dealing with a person, we got to understand, even though we may physically see them, but it's not them that's the problem. It's the spirit within them. And as long as we try to fight that person, we'll never win. What's going to happen is going to frustrate us. And understand, you can't change anybody. Only God can change someone. You know, one of the things that we always say, just like um, regardless if it's in a marriage or dating or whatever, you can't change anyone. Trying to change someone is like trying to teach a pig how to sing, and you're going to frustrate yourself and irritate the pig. Saying that that's not a physical matter. That's a spiritual matter. And the spiritual matter can only be resolved with the spirit being within us called the Holy Ghost. So that's why we have to think about when we deal with problems, understand they are signed to us. Like I said, I'm not talking about the ones who we pick the problem. No, 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 no. Always think about this before you ever do anything. We always have to think about God, is this an assignment for you for you to give to me? Because sometimes, unfortunately, sometimes we deal with problems that God did not authorize us to have. Sometimes we deal with other people's problems, and we're trying to fix other people's problems. And we wonder why we're not successful, because those were not the assignments that God had for us. God has given us the power and the authority and the tools to fight the problems that he has issued us. But if you think about it, we don't have the tools to fix somebody else's problem. God has given you the tools, and the tools are not universal. That's why it's important for us to have, we read in the scripture, and even when we pray, Lord, give us this day our daily bread. Because the bread for today was to thank you for today, the tools for today, but it may not be the tools for tomorrow. 
It might have been the tools that you used yesterday, but the tools that you used yesterday may not be big enough to handle the tools for today or tomorrow. So that's why we got to seek God daily for us to be able to ask him to help us and to lead us to all the truth and all the situations that he has for us to help us to overcome it because we overcome by the blood of the lamb and the words of our testimony. But sometimes we try to handle it on our own and we're just like David better. And David Banner can't handle the problem that only the Incredible Hulk can handle. And so that's what we have to think about. And so, like I said, sometimes when those things happen in our life, sure, it may make us question our self-esteem. It, it may deal with that. And see, what I found out, God had made each and every one of us different and unique. God had made each and every one of us, if you think about it, each one of us have a unique thing called our fingerprints. Our fingerprints are unique specifically for you. And so just like the fingerprints God have us to have, just like the gifts. And see, my gifts or my talents may be different than yours or vice versa. That doesn't mean that they are better than yours or yours better than mine. No. It's just for the assignment that God has for us to be in. Understand, God has us in an assignment, and the only way for you to have life fulfillment is for you to operate in the purpose and plan that God has you to be in. There's a purpose and plan God has. There are some people that you may reach that I may never reach. Not just because, oh, you live over there, I live over here. No, 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 no. See, because of your personality, because of your unique character, you might be more influential to this person than me. I may tell them the same thing you may tell them, but you may be more effective. Also, this is something else, too. Even in a situation that we deal with in our life, I found out something. I found that in the situation that we deal with in our life, I found out God can use whatever we dealt with for the purpose and plan he has for us. I'm going to say it like this. The problem that you deal with in your life, you ain't dealing with it for nothing. I'm not, like I said, I'm talking about the ones that, for example, some that may be listening or watching may have lost a child. Someone who may have dealt with something, uh, uh, abuse growing up as a kid, all this stuff. But see, I can talk to a person and try to help or, or minister or counsel somebody but if I ain't never been through anything, I may not be as effective. I may only be able to tell them from a clinical or a book standpoint. But, oh, when you're talking to someone that's not only prayerful or anointed, but somebody that's experienced in that situation, there's an extra anointing. A minister friend of mine and I were talking yesterday, and we said that there's yokes that can be destroyed, not only because of the anointing, but because of the experience. So there are some things that you may have dealt with that no one else may have dealt with. Yeah, it might have been painful. It might have made you cry, man, made if you want to give up, but you didn't. And now you have given yourself completely over to God. Now you have yielded yourself. And you know what? When you deal with someone that's dealt with that situation or that's dealing with that situation, there's an extra 
that comes out. There's like more heart, more compassion. You let them know, hey, look, I feel what you're doing, what you're dealing with. I feel what you're dealing with. You know what? I understand. I'm with. And look here, other people may have left you. People may have made you feel that you're weird or you're crazy or whatever. You ain't lost your mind. Let me tell you something. I've been there. And you know what? Other people may have uh, left you, but you know what? I ain't going to leave you. We're going to walk this thing out. And the same victory that I got, you're going to get it. You know, I dealt with it on my own, just me and God. But see, you know what? You're going to make it. You're gonna, we're going to make sure you make it. And also, you're going to make it with extra credit because not only God is with you, but I'm with you too. You know, one of the scriptures, um, one of the scriptures that caught my attention, Second Corinthians, the first chapter in the third verse, First of all, it says this. It says, I'm going to read it from the uh, Holman Christian Standard Version of the Bible. It said, praise the God and Father of our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of mercy and the God of all comfort. He comforts us in all our afflictions so that we may be able to comfort those who are in any kind of affliction through the comfort we ourselves received from God. That means what we went through, it wasn't for nothing. And even what you went through, it was not just for your victory, but it was for their victory too. But also it gave us the, uh, the, the license to talk to people and let them know, hey, look here, I understand. You know, one of the things I found that what caught my attention, I had to read, matter of fact, this particular Bible, it caught my attention because the title of that particular verse, for y'all to see, it says, I'm going to see if I can pull it up. It says right here, the God of comfort, the God of comfort. Why did I bring that up? And why did I read that verse? Actually, the verse is on my spirit, and I was going to, you know, just pull up instead of uh, uh, pulling up on a computer and just reading it. God told me, no, get your Bible and pick it up and read it from there. I said, okay. So I put it up in the Bible, and it had that title, The God of Comfort. And I said, wow. Why did that catch my attention? Because the night my sister died... Well, excuse me, the night that we found my sister, that's what God said, the God of comfort. I am the God of comfort. What happened even that night, long story short, that night I was on the podcast, and as I was praying, I heard God say, the God of comfort. I am the God of comfort. So I just recited that online for those who were online, and then I closed the podcast, and an hour later, I got the phone call saying that my sister was found dead. And I said, oh, wow. And God said, remember what I just told you on the air a few minutes ago. He said, that was not just for those who were on the air. Excuse me. That was not just for those who you were ministering to. That was not just for them people that you were ministering to on the air. That was for you, too. I said, oh, wow. He said, the God of comfort. I am the God of comfort. So in other words, I was telling people that God was the God of comfort for them, but he was saying that he was the God of comfort for me too. I said, wow. I said, okay, God, thank you. 
Thank you. Thank you. So in other words, even what he was telling me, he said, yes, it's it's painful what you're dealing with. Yes, you know, you lost, you know, not just your sister. You lost your friend. You lost your homegirl. You lost your classmates. <laughs> you know, the girl I went to school with, I would see at home and also be in school with from the first grade on up to 12th grade, we graduated together. That girl, we even worked together a couple of places. Yeah, that girl, my home girl, you lost her. But you know what? In the midst of your hurt, in the midst of everything that you dealt with, God that comforts you going to give you the strength and the tools to comfort somebody else. And as you help and comfort them, he's going to also be comforting you again. I said, wow. So that's the same thing I want to tell you. What you're dealing with, what you dealt with, was it painful? Yes. Sometimes what we go through is painful as crap. But what we have to remember, the scriptures tell us what some way, somehow, all things will work together for the good of those who love the Lord and are called according to his what? His purpose. That doesn't mean everything going to be good, but some way, somehow, that ugly mess that you dealt with, that situation that seemed like, you know, it was just thrown upon you, you don't know why it happens to you, you don't know why like, things follow you, you don't know why. But some way, somehow, if you keep trusting God, if you keep depending upon him, if you have that time to not anything to separate you, not only from your love of God, but also your devotion to God, your commitment to God, your oath to God, your covenant to God. Don't allow anything to interrupt that. Some way, somehow, it's God's responsibility to turn it for your good. But also one of the things I found out, what the devil tried to do sometimes, he tried to stop us from obeying God, from trusting God, and from worshiping God. And I found that it's so important for us to worship God even in the midst of hurt, even in the midst of difficulties, even in the midst of things that you just don't understand. If you can worship God, see what I found out, it's easy to praise and worship God when things are going well. It's easy. It takes no extra effort. But see, when you're in the midst of your hurt, when you're in the midst of despair, when you're confused, and like I say, even if you don't understand, if you tell God, that doesn't mean that you ain't saved. Some people think, oh, you're going through because you need to repent. But look here, you ain't got to repent upon nothing. There are, there are things that happen in life that just happen. And part of it is sometimes because of your assignment. But what happens, if we can praise and worship God in the midst of the hurt, in the midst of the misunderstanding, in the midst of whatever we're dealing with, it shows God that we can look, that we can trust him in the midst of our hurt. We're dismissing, or we try, in, I'll say it like this, we are, for, for a moment, trying to focus our whole heart, our whole being, to God, we're, we're, we're dismissing everything that may be going on for us to praise and worship him. And see, what I found out, when you give and do things with your whole heart, that doesn't mean that, hey, uh, when you praise God with all your heart, that means everything's going to be fine. No, sometimes when you praise God 
with all your heart, sometimes your heart can still be shattered. Sometimes your heart can be broken, and you still worship God. You still praise God. You putting your trust in God, not your hurt. If you can trust God in spite of your hurt, in spite of your grief, you put God to the test. It's like you telling God, hey, here's the extra. Look, I'm giving you my all, even my even if my all is broken, even if my all has a big question mark on it, I'm giving it to you. You think about it. If somebody give you their all in the midst of what they're dealing with, man, look here. I'm telling you, God, God will move. God can show himself strong like never before. God would, it's like God would do beyond the impossible because we trust him in the midst of everything that may be going on. God may be, look, you may be looking and you may be thinking, well, you know, uh, uh, nobody cares. Look here. You may not be able to say anything because there are some things, there are some pain that comes. Look here. You too hurt to speak. You too hurt to say praise Lord. And you ain't got to think about it. Well, you know, ooh, ooh, it, 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 it feels good. Ooh, Lord, thank you. You know, I, 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 I know, I know I was chosen for this. And I, I'm just going to go with a big smile on my face. That devil is a lie. Sometimes you may be going snotting and crying because you're hurt. And like I said, God gave us emotions. Now, I'm not saying all we do is cry, 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 and not do any work. I don't mean that. What I'm saying is there are some things that happen in your life, and it, it, it's painful. God understands that, and it's okay to cry. It's okay to shed tears. It's okay to say, God, I'm hurt. It's okay. Matter of fact, I was sharing this, and this is me being real. When I was talking to my father after my sister passed, and my father's a pastor, and I said, can I tell you something? I said, I don't want to talk to Pastor Prater. I said, no disrespect. I said, I don't even care about Pastor Prater right now. I want to talk to my daddy. You know what? Daddy, you hurt. I said, I lost a sister but you lost a daughter. I ain't going to lie and say I know how you feel. Now, I know the person that you heard about. I know the person that you're grieving about. But you know what? I want to minister to my daddy. See, ministers need ministering too. And so not just ministers or those in ministry, but also you think about it. I'm seeing right now there are people that are teachers. I'm seeing principals who have the weight of the world on their shoulder, and they have been so used to encouraging people, motivating people, but nobody motivated them. I want to talk to that teacher that's right now. I want to talk to that person that's always there for everybody else. I'm seeing a lady that's a teacher that's also a parent, and she's raising her parents in, the, in, the, in her class too. She's raising her kids and somebody else's kids. And she's wondering, you know, does anybody see what I'm doing? And I want to tell you, yes, God sees what you're doing, but also God will send people here on earth that's going to let you know that they watch you and they see you too. So I want you to know, even in what we're dealing with in life, like I said, it may seem unfair, but this is not the time for us to give up. Even though it may seem like, man, why me? Why me? 
Well, understand, it won't be like this always. There is something in you that God is trying to reveal to you to let you know that you have something of great value. Not just the Holy Ghost living in you, but the investments in the seeds God has planted into you that's going to help you in fulfilling the purpose and plan he has for you, but also for you to be able to live a comfortable life with the means from what God has invested into you. Because like I said, the things that we deal with in our life is leading us to our purpose. It can reveal our purpose. You know, the things that we deal with, the things that you've dealt with, like I said, you didn't go through it for nothing. But the devil trying to blind you, and sometimes the devil trying to make you give up or throw in the towel before God revealed things to you. So that's why it's so important for us to really seek God. And like I said, I ain't talking about no Mickey Mouse prayers or anything like that. We talking about really just seeking God, yielding ourselves completely to him. That's the only way that we're going to overcome and allow the greater one or the incredible hope within us to come out and fight for us. God wants the Holy Ghost that's within you to be activated, to come out and fight and dismantle anything that the devil may try to throw at you. It is not our assignment to fight. It's God's assignment, but he has given us the tools that's within us. So we no longer need to be fighting a battle that God has wanted us to ignite or activate the Holy Ghost that's living in us to fight on our behalf. Fight that problem. So if there's anything that may be going on in your life and you're wondering why, why, why you, whatever, and like I said, of no fault of your own, when it seemed like certain things that, uh, that has transpired that you had no influence over, but it seemed like you were just stuck with it. It seemed like, you know, why, you know, you might be dealing with health issues and that were not stimulated by any of your actions. It might have been things that you may have dealt with, you know, some things that we just don't understand. It's too many to name. There may be someone that may be watching right now. I'm seeing somebody right now. They have had miscarriage after miscarriage after miscarriage. They have lost. They had lost so many different losses. They feel like they cursed. They feel like, man, what's going on? You know, why everybody else can have a child, but I can't have a child of my own. This is something we're going to give to God. I ain't going to lie and say I know how you feel. I don't, but we're going to seek God. We're going to talk to God. Talk to God. Allow that to be an opportunity for you to be able to really just commute and be real with God. And it's not just the adults that deal with things. It's children that go through things, young people that go through things. There's somebody that may be watching right now. They've been bullied because of them being different. They may look different. They, you know, I found out kids, uh, all, kids know exactly what to say to really get to a person right here. The, the hurt person. Sometimes he can say some cut those stuff. There are some kids that may be watching right now. They may feel like they're out of place because they don't fit in in the norm. You know, there may be people who don't, you know, they want to fit into a clique, but they stand out. They wonder why. Like I said, it makes us question up in here about ourselves, about our identity. Why am I not accepted? There may be kids that might be rejected by their peers. It may be kids that might be rejected by their family. And it make them wonder, 
Why? I watched an episode of a Paternity Court this morning. I think it was this morning. And it showed that there was this young boy who was looking for his father. He actually, I believe he was like maybe 23 or something like that. And he said he just always wanted to belong. He always wanted to be loved by somebody. He was in, he grew up in foster homes, all that stuff. And come to find out, the family that he was in court with, come to find out that wasn't his biological father. He just wanted to fit. He just wanted to belong. There may be somebody that may be watching right now that want to feel like they're loved by somebody. And don't get me wrong. Like I said, God loves us and everything, but we want to know that we're loved by people here on earth. Is that okay? Yes, it's okay. That's normal. There's not no sin. That's okay. Because God made us to have relationships with one another. But sometimes people can give us a funny relationship or a dysfunctional relationship because of who we are. Who we are or who we're not. See, we may not be like everybody else. There may be somebody who may be picked on or lied on or whatever that because, hey, you know, uh, uh, all they want to do is read. or All they want to do, uh, they always talk about God, God, God. And some people may not just like you because of nothing at all. Just because of the way you look. You know, there are people, see, I found that there are people who may not like you because you resemble somebody that they don't really like because they have a problem with somebody else and you remind them, then they're going to cause you or they're going to look at you as a problem too. Sometimes, matter of fact, um, some time ago, I think I mentioned this some time ago, but me working at the jail and there was a nice officer, Mr. Cole, nice young man, you know, always there to help others. And this inmate said, you know what? If I had a chance, I'm going to get you. You'll be the first one I get. You know why? Because you're too nice. So you can, you can be the most, you know, the nicest person in the world. And I found that you can be the most courteous person in the world, and you're going to irritate somebody. It has nothing to do with you, but it's something within them. But their problem ain't your problem. So that's why we have to look at the bigger picture. God made us, and he made us for a reason. So if God made us for a reason and he made the situation and sometimes he allowed things, he may have allowed things, but no matter what was allowed in our life, God going to turn it for our good. You know, I always think about that um, if you go to a big warehouse, let's just say like um, that make the Reese's peanut butter cup or make the Jiffy uh, peanut butter Jeff, I think it's Jeff, whatever it's called, skip it. And you see them mixing peanut butter. You see them mixing the peanuts. They're crushing the peanuts and making it creamy, making it peanut butter. They can throw anything off in there. It's not going to interrupt the flow of the mixing. Because no matter what they throw off in there, the end result is going to be something that's edible. <laughs> So understand, in the midst of whatever you're dealing with, no matter what was mixed in your life, God is going to produce something that's edible for the enjoyment of others, for the upbuilding of his kingdom and glory and honor, but also for your purpose. And one of the things I found that this would give me the assurance of everything I went through in my life. God said, I will make your pain profitable. 
telling you what you dealt with in your life. I don't care what you dealt with. Look here, all of us may have dealt with something different in our life, but in the midst of God know how to turn it for our good. So understand, God want to turn whatever we dealt with for our good, for his kingdom and glory and honor. And one of the things I found out, no matter what, no matter what may come or what may go, as long as you got Jesus, I don't care who may leave you. Always know, as long as you got Jesus and you obedient and you doing what he tells you to do, no matter who may leave, whoever may go, God can always send people, send people, look, dispatch people for your aid. You know, like I said about the raven, when God allowed the raven to feed the the man of God, God will make your enemies. I'm not talking about make your enemies your footstool. I'm not talking about that. God will make your enemies. God will touch your enemies' heart to bless you. I'm taking from firsthand experience. God will dispatch that you don't even know that come to you and say, you know, I just felt the need to bless you with this. I don't know why. God will send people who don't even look like you. So never discriminate or never uh, 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 never interfere how God may want to move in the life of somebody to bless you. And the blessing don't always have to come financially. Sometimes that blessing comes with a word of encouragement. So I want to encourage each and every one of us who may be watching. It's true. You were picked on. True. You were picked out. But understand, God got the purpose for you, and he chose you. You were picked out for the purpose that's going to bless you, that's going to help you to be able to fulfill the purpose and plan for your life. And get this. For your ultimate, for your ultimate purpose in your life, for you to try to understand why, why your existence, why your existence matters, keep living, because you never know who you might have blessed and who you will bless. You never know the impact that you have made on people. The devil does not want you to understand or uh, for you to be around for people to come back and give back to you. For you to hear people that you have blessed along the way that you didn't even recognize that they were watching you. But understand, there are people that are watching you. There are some people, they might not even say a word. So, hey, look here. You might be posting something on Facebook. You might be posting a word of encouragement. But just because you don't get any likes or just because you don't get a response, that doesn't mean that you stop. You keep on going because there are some people they may not be the type that respond, but wait till they run into you at the mall. Wait till they run into you at the store. And guess what? They'll recite everything that you said, and they'll tell you at the time that they really need it, and they'll tell you exactly what you said. I'm telling you from firsthand experience. You never know the blessing that you have for people. You never know how much of a blessing that you are to people, even in the midst of your hurt, even in the midst of your despair. So that's why it's so important for us not allow anything to stop us from obeying God, from trusting God, from worshiping God. You know, one of the things I found out, I don't know if I mentioned this earlier or not, but never stop anything, never never allow anything to stop you from being a worshiper. That 
Look here. That's my stress relief, being a worshiper. That's my grief relief, being a worshiper of Jesus Christ. I mean, just being able to just be into and just tell God, look here. See, when you try to tell some people, they may not understand. They may be listening, but they may not understand. Or they may just let you talk, but they're not even listening to you. But God is listening to everything that you say, and he's taking into account. And you know what? He wants you to talk to him. He wants you to throw everything to him. The Bible tells us, cast all of your cares upon him because he cares for you affectionately. He cares for you. Some people may think, oh, I don't want to hear that. But look here, God want to hear from you. He want to hear from you. So understand, God wants us to be able to just cast all of our cares upon him and for us to be able to really just yield ourselves completely over to him. He want to hear from us. And understand, he's bottling every tear. He would dry every eye. I'm telling you from experience. And I always tell people, I'm not anything different or unique. No, the same God that's doing it for me, he can do it for you. I'm going to say it like this. The same God that did it for me, he want to do it for you. But let your praise be authentic to relieve the problem. No, tell God to reveal who he is in the midst of your problem. Because in the midst of whatever we're dealing with, there might be a character trait that God is trying to reveal about himself, but also even about ourselves. I found that even in the midst of, don't get me wrong, some problem, it may be hard. But in the midst of that, what? are you learning in the midst of your difficulties? What are you learning in the midst of the thing that you were picked out on for? God want to reveal himself and let him. And I'm telling you, God will reveal himself and it's not anything that God want to withhold from you about him in the midst of what you're dealing with. And like I said, not just for the older people, but for the young people. Right now, so many kids dealing with peer pressure, dealing with so much. They're dealing with uh, uh, the pandemic. They're dealing with trying to learn through online, missing their friends, some of them missing their family. And they're used to doing things for their friends and family, but now they got to deal with themselves. And they're learning themselves while they're yet evolving, while they're yet changing, you know, and the devil going to deal with us right here. This mind right here, that's where the devil try to deal with us at. Make us question. Make us question us. Make us question, well, you know, you're the cause of it. You're a curse and all that stuff. But that's why it's so important. This scripture is so important. It says, be transformed by the renewing of your mind. The word transform, be transformed is a word that we know as metamorphosis. That word simply means it's a process. So be processed by the renewing of your mind. In other words, when you read the word of God, when you talk to God, when you commune with God, read it out loud. Read God's word out loud and let it resonate in your spirit. Listen, let it get into your ears so it can go into your spirit, man. Allow it to get into you and let it get into you so it can come out of you. But if we don't put anything in us, when problems come, there is nothing that will come out of us. In other words, when our problems come, instead of the incredible Hulk coming out and fighting our problem, it'd be the incredible bulk where we throwing up everything because we all we did was put physical food and not spiritual food. 
So allow whatever we're dealing with to make us better, not bitter. And so I want to encourage even the young people that may be watching, you know, we're not going to say we know exactly everything that you're dealing with because right now so many people are dealing with a different thing way beyond what we dealt with. But I want to encourage you, it's not too late for you to be able to really talk to God and know that God wants to talk to you. Too young to be used by God. And so understand that God loves you. In the midst of everything that may be going on, God wants you to talk to him about it. Understand, you have a superhero in you right now. If you have accepted Jesus Christ as your personal Savior, you have the Holy Ghost living in you that wants to reside in you and fight for you. The Holy Ghost wants to teach you. It ain't hard being saved. You know, growing up, we grew up in a different day and time, but we used to hear, oh, it's hard being saved. I found out, man, it's easy being saved. It ain't hard. If we get ourselves out of the way and just do what God helped us to do and let God will be our will for our life, is saved, being saved hard? No, it's not. It's really not. You know, God has our best interest at heart. We don't know. Look here. If we really know, we wouldn't have made the mistakes that we made. So God is the answer. It's really simple. It ain't complicated. You think about it. All your life problems, everything, even pertaining to who you need to date or who you need to marry. How, how does your boyfriend, how your boyfriend supposed to look? God has an ideal man that's going to appreciate you, not try to get you in the bedroom, but somebody that's going to invest in uh, bring you love and want to marry you and give you a great, comfortable life. Yeah, so God is concerned about that. But what we do when we don't give things to God, we try to take matters to our own hand and we mess it up. We try to take the shortcut and kind of find that that's, a, that's the longest way. That's the longest journey. When we try to take a shortcut, go on our ideology, well, you know, uh, Look here, I found out life is too short to make any more mistakes. So when you've made enough mistakes, or even when you've made enough painful mistakes, you're like, look here, God, I surrender. Look here, I don't know. I'm going to let you deal with this and blah, 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 blah. But you don't have to make the mistakes that some of us or some other people have made. One of the things I always say, my daddy said this when I was a kid, I take this to my grave. He said, a wise man learned from his mistakes. But a wise man learn from somebody else's mistakes. So learn from the mistakes of others and seek God, obey God, give your whole heart, give your all to God and understand he wants the best for you. He already, look here, he already have your life planned out. When you seek him and acknowledge him in uh, uh, Matthew 6 and 33, seek ye first the kingdom of God and his righteousness, we mean God's way of being right. All these things shall be added unto you. That means all these things shall chase you down. You don't have to look for your husband. Your husband is going to look for you. You don't have to look for your purpose. You'll be walking in your purpose because you're self to being ordered by God. So understand, God has everything for you. So just in case it might have been frustrating for you in the life that you were dealing with, know that, you know what, in spite of everything, God has the purpose and plan for you, and you are chosen for it. And in the midst of whatever may have gone on, 
it's going to turn out for your good. So just get those who may be watching, may be listening, you may not be saved. In case you want to know what must you do to get saved, Romans 10 and 9 tells us that thou shalt confess the Lord Jesus Christ thy Savior and believe in the heart that God will raise him from the dead. Thou shalt be saved. For with the heart man believes unto righteousness, but with the mouth confession is made unto salvation. We're talking about the heart. We're not talking about the organ. We're talking about the heart of the man right, right below your navel where your soul resides. Where your soul, inside your soul, your spirit, and inside your spirit, the Holy Spirit, the Holy Ghost lives in it. He want to reside in you. If you're not saved, he wants you to accept him, Jesus Christ, your personal Savior. And you don't have to wait till you get to church to get saved. You can confess right now that you want to accept Jesus Christ, your personal Savior. He will come in right now, cleaned up. No, God said, look here, let me do it. That's my job. Let me clean your code. What you think you need to get rid of, that's not something you need to get rid of. That's your character trait that I have for you that's going to help you in your person plan. See, God want to remove the hurt. God, see, God want to use you and help you, but move away the residue. There may be something you might be trying to hold on to. God may be trying to knock out your hand. So let God do the cleaning. He knows how to detail the cleaning that is needed and also dust off some stuff that you're trying to throw away, he said, no, let me dust it off because I, I got some use out of it. I can get some use out of it. God know how to savage the garden. God know how to savage any and everything, repair, refix, or replace. God knows how to do it. In this case, those who may be watching who may be hurting, there's nothing too hard for God. Give God everything pertaining to what you have, whatever the hurt or despair or whatever the confusion that you may have. You may have a problem with somebody. Don't you deal with that person. You let God deal with them. But what you need to do, you need to pray for them, no matter who they are. Pray for them because there may be something behind the scenes that you may not know. And you might have a problem thinking, oh, well, this person, they did me wrong, blah, 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 blah. But you know what? It might be some hurt. It may not be them, even though they may have verbally said, you know, a problem. They may have verbally said something, but that might have been the root. So ask God to reveal the root of the problem, and let's pray and intercede for our enemies. It's easy for us to pray for our friends. It's easy sometimes to even pray for the pray for our uh, our strangers. But your blessings come when you not only forgive, but when you intercede for your enemies. I'm telling you. It may sound crazy. It may sound like, man, you are, I'm not doing it. But I'm telling you, when you pray for those who have hurt you, when you pray for those who may have used you, when you pray for those or even bless those who may have abandoned you, all that stuff, people who have talked about you and you pray for them and you act as if nothing, nothing happened, God can use you. Why? Because he can trust you. See, God, see if he can trust us, not based on how we treat our friends or strangers, but how we treat our enemies. Because if God can trust us, even with our enemies, then he knows that we're not going to withhold the word of God towards them. So I'm telling you. Now, I will say this. Just because we've forgiven our enemies, that doesn't mean that we trust them. It's a difference. So still, 
pray for them because that forgiveness is for you. That forgiveness is to keep your spiritual senses open, to keep your spiritual uh, sensitivity on high alert, to keep your spiritual eyes open and clear. So understand, God has that for you. And I'm telling you, if God could do it for me, he could do it for you. So no matter what you're dealing with, we're going to give it to God. And also, even for those who may be grieving, for those who may be grieving, you might be hurt. You may not understand why God, why God took this person. Why did this person have to go? There were, look here, there were people that you would have chose to take their place. But God took the good one. The good one left and the crazy one stayed. You know, you may not understand why, but in the midst of everything, we may not understand everything right now. There's an old song that you, we used to sing, we'll understand it better by and by. But there are maybe some things that you may not understand till after you get to heaven. There may be some things when you get to heaven you may not still understand. But no matter what, God is going to turn even our hurtful experience to a helpful experience, not just for others, but even to ourselves. So as we get ready to pray, we're going to touch and agree no matter what we've dealt with, we're going to give it to God. Dear Heavenly Father, we're coming to you right now. Thank you, Lord, for your awesomeness. We're coming to you right now, God. We cast all of our cares upon you, God. God, we ask Lord to help us, God. Help us, God, right now, God, to, first of all, God, forgive ourselves, God. Ask you, God, to forgive us, God. And, God, we ask God to forgive us. And after we We've been forgiven by you, God. Help us, God, to forgive ourselves, God. Help us, God, to receive your forgiveness, and we thank you for your forgiveness. We come to you right now, God. Thank you, Lord, for being an awesome God. Thank you, Lord, for being a committable God. Thank you, Lord, for being a way out of no way, God. God, we ask, Lord, right now, God, even in the situations that we have dealt with, God, there are some situations, God, we don't understand why things happen, and it seems like, God, things have have followed us along the way, God. There may be people, God, who may have felt cursed, God, who may have felt like that they, they've been picked on by you, God. But God, help us, God, to understand in the midst of whatever we have dealt with, God. Some way, somehow, God, you're going to help that, God, to lead us to the purpose and plan that you have for us right now, God. So, God, we ask you to help us, God, to trust you, God, even in the midst of our hurt, God, even in the midst of our misunderstanding, God, even in the midst of our uncertainty, God. Help us, God, to trust you like never before right now. In the name of Jesus, God, help us, God, to seek you for our identity, God. Seek you, God, to validate us, God. Seek you, God, to validate our worth, God. Validate us and who we are, God. Not just as an individual, God, but as a child of God right now. In the name of Jesus, we bind everything the devil stands for. We send it back to the pits of hell right now. In the name of Jesus, and we thank you, Lord, for making a way out of nowhere, God. We thank you, Lord, for being our burden bearer, God. We thank you, Lord, for being our heavy load carrier, God. We thank you, Lord, for lifting up our burdens, God. Lifting up our hands, God, in the midst of our burdens right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God, we're speaking right now, God, for those who are grieving right now, God. Comfort their heart, God. Be with them like never before right now, God. Let them know, God, that we can lean and depend and trust in you right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God, help us, God, in the midst of whatever we're dealing with, God. Help us, God, to not lose focus Focus on you, God. Help us, God, to not lose sight of you, God. Help us, God, to not lose our praise, our worship, and our obedience to you, God. In the name of Jesus, God. 
Help us, God, in the midst of whatever we're dealing with, God. Help us, God, to submit to your will and your ways right now, God. In the name of Jesus, God. Help us, God, to be the influential people, God, that would draw people to you, not to us, God, but to draw them to you right now, God. In the name of Jesus. And God, we speak it right now, God. Help us right now, God. To stay focused, God. Help us, God, with the encouragement that we need, God, to win this battle right now, God. And God, we know, God, even if we come into the come into the fight, God, if we know, God, that you are right there in our corner and we can tag you in, God. God, we know, God, that we can make it. So God, help us, God, to focus, God. You are right there with us right now, God. And we thank you, Lord, for everything you've done, everything you're going to do. In Jesus' name we pray. We say amen, amen, amen. We thank you for watching and participating. And for those who may be uh, want to get in contact with me, you can catch me on Facebook. My name is Brother Prater, B-R-O-T-H-E-R. Prater, P.S. and Paul, R.A., T.S. and Tom, E.R. I'm on Facebook. You can see my data devotions and videos, but also you can go to my website at www.brotherprater.com. You can see my data devotions, the upcoming events, and personal appearances. Also, you can go to the store section of my book where you can purchase my book, A Few Good Men, A Path to Godly Fatherhood, and also The Girl Who Was Her Brother's Keeper. I thank each and every one who tuned in. I thank and I appreciate you all, and I'm anticipating a powerful, powerful testimony coming soon, coming from you. So I thank each and every one for tuning in, and thank you for listening to Reconnect My Heart Podcast. God bless you, God bless you, and good night. one